Good morning, Rod Squad. Maybe tomorrow I'll tell you guys about the big game that I went to in San Antonio with Snoop Dogg. Remember that one, Clark? The Lakers and Spurs? Snoop Dogg and I went, Bob. How about that? Snoop Dogg was sitting courtside. I was up in the nosebleeds, but we were in the arena at the same time. We were, I was there with him. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Please do not adjust your sets. We've had quite a morning. We've had quite a morning, uh, but a good one. And uh, it's just getting better as we set sail on episode number 850 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. We're coming to you from rainy, soaked South Florida with one half of the show when the other half comes to you from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle where I saw nothing but yellow and orange, beautiful leaves. It's fall uh, where Darren Moose DuPont hangs his hat. And Moose, uh, I'll tell you what, it has been an interesting morning. I don't think we're going to float away. But what do, what do you think of the backgrounds here? I think we've discovered a new, a new backdrop here for the RP show. I think it looks awesome. You got the uh, the lanai out there. Uh, you look really sharp and really clear, so the color contrast is spot on. I think it looks good. Yes, uh, it's just a little. Uh, they call these outdoor sun patios lanais in Florida. I call them lines, and nobody gets the joke. But uh, yeah, I kind of like it here, and let's hope the power stays on all week. And uh, we got a lot of stories to get to today, and fun as always. Coming up in hour one, NHL Super Pest Matthew Barnaby, who's going to preview the NHL season. He's going to ask a really or answer a really key question that I'm going to pose later on in my show topics here. And from TSN Ottawa, Claire Hanna is going to join us to preview the Senators' season and also talk about the plight of the very struggling CFL Ottawa Red Blacks. That's all on the way. Can we hit the quick six show horn, please, guys? Whomever, whomever's flying the Millennium. The Millennium Falcon, because, yeah, Jordan is not with us. Director Jordan, he's gone to town. Uh, He's not with us. We got Rolf and Tuna flying the ship, and so far, so good. Point number one, we start with the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Monday night football, C.D. Lamb made a one-handed touchdown catch with 8.30 to play, and the Dallas Cowboys beat the New York Giants 23-16 on Monday night football. Zeke scored on a one-yard run to ignite the comeback from a seven-point deficit, while Brett Maher kicked three field goals. Cooper Rush threw for 210 yards, including the one-yarder touchdown to Lamb in winning his second straight filling in for the injured quarterback, Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush is now 3-0 and uh, starting in games for the Dallas Cowboys. And, uh, yeah, what can I say about that? The Cowboys rolling, they won it on defense, and they look like a real team. My guy, Chris, you know Chris Sanford I told you about? He's from Albany. Yeah. He's probably watching right now. I said I texted him this morning because he's a Giants fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. I said, where are we going? For, do I get to pick the location, Chris? I, I don't know how this works. And he told me, you pick the location, Ron, any PDQ. And that's a chicken place, which stands for pretty damn quick. So PDQ chicken, Chris is buying. How about them Cowboys? The thing that stood out to me besides the Cowboys, and by the way, we have CFL, NHL, WHL, U Sports to get to, so just settle in and enjoy what we're talking about here. As Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator of the Bills, came out Monday. Uh, did you see this, Darren? They got it smashed, the camera and his game notes into smithereens at the end of the Bills-Dolphins game, and he apologized for his actions and Sean McDermott. I didn't know Ken Dorsey even played in the CFL. He backed up Cleo Lemon. 
He backed up Cleo Lemon. Cleo Lemon should have never been starting in the CFL. Shouldn't have been. But whatever. Ken Dorsey uh, is the offensive coordinator of one of the best teams in the NFL. But Sean McDermott came out, and I want your take on this. Forget about the Cowboys. McDermott said of his offensive coordinator who just went beyond ballistic Sunday. He goes, well, it shows him how much he cares. Shows how much he cares and how he feels about the game. But I suppose as a leader, he should show, control his emotions better. And he knows that. We've had the talk. Now, on to week four. How do you feel about Dorsey apologizing for what he did the other night? Um, you know, it's okay. I think, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's okay for him to apologize and, and admit that, you know, he probably shouldn't have went that far over the edge and that he should try and keep things in check. And, and that's what you want leaders to do. It's the same with coaches. You know, I was told by some really good coaches, you know, we've heard of these snap show coaches that come into the dressing room at halftime or at the end of the period and throw garbage cans around and just go crazy on their players. I've been told you can do that once a season, maybe twice, and then it loses its effect. So for Ken Dorsey to come in here and smash the thing, that is going to actually create uh, some notice. Everybody's going to wake up in the locker room and be like, okay, holy smokes, we better like be better. you know." But if he's doing that week after week after week after week, he can't do that. So he can't be yeah. doing that every week moving forward. Obviously happy that the Cowboys won, but that's what stuck with me from week four, week three in the NFL. By the way, our poll question has to do with the NFL before we move on to other things. The poll for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, Capital has dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California. Which NFL team is in the most trouble through three weeks? The 0-3 Las Vegas Raiders, the 0-2-1 Houston Texans, or the 1-2 Los Angeles Chargers, or other? And I voted actually for other. Because I think the Seattle Seahawks are in the most trouble. The Raiders, though, at 0-3, I saw this stat the other day. I was reading the game notes. Only four teams since 1992 have started a season 0-3 and gone on to make the playoffs. And they're in the toughest division in the NFL, so the Raiders are done. So watch for some interesting things to go down there. First, a word from our sponsor, Edo Japan, from hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals. Made their famous teriyaki sauce. Ito Japan's menu has something for everyone. To baseball, Vladdy smashed a walk-off single to left field in the 10th inning to score Kevin Biggio for the deciding run in a thrilling 3-2 win against the New York Yankees Monday night. The Blue Jays won their third in a row, snapped the Yankees' seven-game win streak, and Aaron Judge never hit home run number 61. Bryce Elder as we talk about the Atlanta Braves, through a six-hit shutout for his first career-complete game. And the Braves beat Washington 8-0 on Monday to come within one game of the first-place New York Mets in the NL East. I'm telling you, us being on the radio in Atlanta has opened up big doors. Big doors. Six million people there in Atlanta, and they're listening, and I'm getting mail. It's really cool. So hello to everybody listening on WQEE right now, 99.1 FM, your home for Southern sports and talk. Now. You can also help out one of our sponsors, Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. If you have issues with plumbing, heating, and cooling, check them out. Bronco. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. We've got CFL to get to, but my third point is the NHL. It's why a lot of people have come here today. Right, Allie? She's watching in Texarkana, Texas. Before I get to what happened last night in the NHL, here's my question. Who's the best team? 
in the NHL. Who's the best team? Reason I say that, every network in America, everyone is talking all day, every day, and fighting over who's the best team in the NFL. The power rankings are coming out from Sports Illustrated and ESPN and Associated Press and here and there. And they all have a different team at number one. The NHL hasn't even dropped the puck yet on the regular season, and I want to know who the best team is because people can automatically say Colorado. I know they're the betting favorite. I know they were number one at NHL.com's power rankings, and I haven't done my top five, bottom five yet. But I'm not so sure it's the Colorado Avalanche. Yes, they've made Nathan McKinnon the highest-paid player in the National Hockey League. He deserves it. And yes, they have Kale McCarr. They did lose their goalie, who I understand, and I know, wasn't even a Vezina finalist. But they lost Nazem Kadri, as we all know, in free agency. The kind of guy that you win with. Toronto wouldn't know about that. I think it's the Calgary Flames. Change my mind. Whoa. Yeah, you know, that is a bomb. But they've improved. That's a group that's improved. You know, I've got, you know, on the Eastern side, I've got Carolinas, the team I think is going to make it to the Stanley Cup. You know, they've added as well. You know, you look at the pieces that they brought in, they haven't really lost much. You know, they continue to get better. You know, Brent Burns, I know he's probably towards the end of his career, closer to the end than the beginning. But he adds another piece. They've loaded up to try and take a run here. I think Carolina, if they can get good goaltending from Freddie Anderson, Carolina could be a team for me. Write that down, guys. Moose says Carolina. I say Calgary. And if I didn't mean it, I wouldn't say it. I think the Calgary Flames are the best team in the NHL right now. It's easy to say. They haven't played a game yet. Uh, By the way, one of those guys that I was with on the weekend who's now watching, he loves the show. Uh, one of those big money guys. He's originally from Toronto. How the heck did it came up? Something along the line of w- winning the Stanley Cup. Or he's like, I'm a Leaf fan, so I'll never experience that. It was so hilarious. And I'm sorry, but I have to say, interesting that you wouldn't say the Leafs. But Mike Richards put it very well uh, yesterday when he said, you're supposed to be a Stanley Cup contending team, and you don't even know who your goalie's going to be in week one or game one. Just think about that for a second. And by the way, so you say Carolina, and you might be right. Did you forget they got Max Patcher ready? Who shaves before every game? (laughs) Just throwing that out. And um, I'm going to see Carolina here on Thursday night. They're coming in to play the Florida Panthers, God willing and weather permitting. Um... But the thing with the preseason, everybody's going nuts about the preseason, and I get it, but it doesn't mean anything. You guys understand that, right? Players, especially the vets, aren't really trying. You're not seeing the actual line combos. And a couple things that I want to say about that, and I'll get to what happened last night, because there are people writing in about last night's NHL games. It reminds me of sitting there covering Saskatchewan Rough Riders training camp for years and years and years. And I would be just scribbling down all the notes, and the team didn't like me doing that, but the fans did. You knew that. You were one of them, right? Reading my coverage and listening to it. And I'm like, here's the order of who came out to run uh, the offense. Darian Durant, then Tito Sanceri, then Drew Willie, and then this guy and that guy and that guy. It didn't matter. It might as well have been in alphabetical order. But the fans, they want to know who's playing with who. It doesn't matter. And furthermore, I know I appreciate everybody writing me saying, how you doing with the weather? Are you going to float away? Are you going to lose power? 
Those are all legitimate concerns. But as I said to our guy Paul, the infamous Paul, you know, one of the three amigos, he asked if I was okay and we, we needed to move the show out of here because we're going to lose power this week. I said, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came here, okay, to practice for the week. And for Tom Brady, it's a home week because he's got a house here. And don't make me go down that road that I said to you and Lee this morning in our morning call, but they were talking about this on Sports Talk Radio. They're like, Tom just built a $30 million house in Indian Creek. $30 million he spent for him and Giselle and his family, and now they've split. So anyways, these, the big money guys and some of the guys that I've been with, they're like, come on down, Tommy. Come on down, Tommy. Come home, Tommy. They'll, they'll see this as some way. This will be the road to getting Tom Brady be the quarterback for yeah. the Dolphins. <laughs> right? It's like, Tommy, oh, yeah. just put on this, this teal jersey. Anyways, back to the NHL. The Seattle Kraken scored two goals in the second period to break open a scoreless game and defeated the visiting Edmonton Oilers 3-0 in NHL preseason play Monday in Seattle. Matty Beneers, Ryan Donato, and Morgan Geeky scored for the Kraken. Meanwhile, in Montreal, Graham Clark's goal at 14.03, the third, stood as the winner as the New Jersey Devils slipped past the Canadiens 2-1. Thomas Tatar knots the other Devils goal. Cole Caulfield scored for Montreal. Um, Yure Slavkovsky got the biggest ovation, I understand, in the Bell Center last night. He was playing with Kirby Doc on a line. Listen, don't you go winning, Montreal. Don't, think, don't start thinking you're going to be good. Because you're going to be in the Bedard sweepstakes. It's like the Falcons winning in Seattle on the weekend. What are you doing? Whoa! No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't try. In other games, there was a doubleheader in Nashville. Florida beat the Preds 4-3 in overtime. Alexander Barkov, the capitan, scored the winner. And then, in the second game, Nashville blanked Florida 4-0. Matthew Kachuk played in one game was held pointless and had one shot on goal. Barkov played in the other game, and I would think they're going to play together. This is my point on NHL preseason. Don't read anything into this. The Rangers beat the Islanders 4-1. The Blues beat Dallas 4-0. And now listen to me talk. The LA Kings beat Vegas 2-1 in overtime. Adrian Kempe scored the winner for the Kings, and I'm sitting there going through the score app. Who, who started in goal? Who's in goal for the Golden Knights? Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill split the net-minding chores for Vegas, so they lost. Where are you on NHL preseason results? Eight games is far too many in the NHL preseason. I mean, they make it four, you know, and let's get going. And they have enough inter-squad games. But I do. I like seeing where they're at and, and getting guys ready to go. It, it makes me excited because the season's really here. But as you're even reading those, I mean, I'm, my mind's going other places. I'm not even interested in this. The scores don't matter, right? Like, does it, I couldn't tell you who won these games except the last one. I mean, it doesn't matter. Hey, folks, you do you as fans. I mean, you do you follow it as much as you want, but don't think that it matters because <laughs> it doesn't. And can somebody tell me if there's a rule, an NHL rule, a mandate on how many vets need to play in a game? For in, t- in terms of entertainment factor and selling tickets, I could sit here. we gotta, we got to move on because I know fans want to get to the CFL stuff, but I just remember NHL games that came through the Queen City where you're at, and they had to have a certain amount of vets dressed just to sell tickets from a marketing aspect. But I don't know if that's just for neutral site games 
or if that's for regular games like in Nashville, in Florida, in Calgary, in Vancouver. Hey, a word from our sponsor. What's on at the movies this week with Landmark Cinemas? Get out and catch Spider-Man No Way Home. For the first time in the cinematic history of Spider-Man, our friendly neighborhood heroes unmasked and no longer able to separate his normal life from the high stakes of being a superhero. When he asks for help from Doctor Strange, the stakes become even more dangerous, forcing him to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. In theaters now at Landmark Cinemas. Text MOVIES right now, 902-518-3033. Do be entered in a draw to randomly win tickets and concession treats to Landmark Cinemas. Winners pick every week to go to the movies. When we come back, CFL, a lot of notes on the CFL. I want to talk some junior hockey because people love that. And then whatever the viewers want, Matthew Barnaby and Claire Hanna coming up. It is the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's the RP Show, and away we roll. Episode number 850 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Uh, coming to you from the Deep South and the NHL's Bermuda Triangle is the other. And let's bring in the moose right now. Darren, I want your take on this breaking news on this Tuesday. That's why this is not <clears throat> a boring show, I can tell you that. So I just, I just saw this. It actually was sent to me. I appreciate it. From one of our listeners and viewers in the Deep South, but that is the Deep South of Saskatchewan. And I think all viewers will be interested in this. This from the CBC. A senior hockey team in southern Saskatchewan says it will change its team logo, which features a Confederate flag, as soon as it can afford to. The Assiniboia Rebels Senior Hockey Club's current logo features the silhouette of a bugler with a Confederate flag waving in the background above him. The team said in a statement, quote, we are aware of the complaint and the concerns brought forward as a group. We have already started discussions and we will be phasing our logo out as soon as we are financially able to do so. You can find it on cbc.ca. I mention it because I'm going into Assiniboia in just a couple of weeks' time to broadcast a game for the Southern Rebels hockey team on Cat Country 98 Radio. It's one of the many radio stations that I work with. And from what I could see in that brand new rink, that logo was painted into the ice. So somebody has brought up this being offensive. Quick Google search. In 1860 and 1861, 11 southern states separated from the USA to protect the institution of slavery, forming the Confederate States of America and sparking the U.S. Civil War. After the war, their flag was adopted as a symbol of Southern heritage at the same time as it represented slavery and white supremacy. So quite frankly, I'm not going to sit here and stick up for the Southern Rebels. I'm not surprised that this came up. I just feel bad for the team that they don't have a lot of money to change jerseys. Like, you got to come up with it now. You couldn't come up with it this summertime. We could have had a fundraiser. And I'm I'm not being facetious. Jersey sets are expensive. You got a logo now on the ice. Timing couldn't be worse, but what do you think about that news that came out today? Yeah, you know, um, I get the history of things, and this has been your team for a long time, and the team name, and all that's really important. But 
you know, at the same time, yeah, I can't defend the logo time to change it, but I'm with you. Like it is, it is more than just snapping your fingers and changing it. You can't just grab new jerseys, especially for a senior hockey team that, you know, doesn't have a lot of money kicking around. Jerseys are expensive. The logo is expensive. So they're doing the right thing. And they're good. You just, we just got to have a little patience with them to be able to raise the money to do it right. They're trying to do the right thing. So not surprised the complaint came up. Not surprised Assiniboia would do the right thing. From a viewer on YouTube, Eric Thomas says, hashtag the RP show is never boring. Hashtag facts. I know that, right? And that's what makes it so dang fun. There's breaking news from the CFL. The Calgary Stampeders have signed quarterback Jake Mayer to a contract extension. That just came across my phone as a notification. The UC Davis product. We'll get into that in a second because that's not in my quick six. That's news that came down this morning. It just further means the days of Bo Levi Mitchell are done in Calgary. And I'm still somewhat trying to get my head around that, having spent all that time in Calgary in the spring, winter and spring going into the season, and then now this. I'll be back in Calgary in a couple of weeks, and we'll dig into this a little more. (laughs) And if we can't get our head around it, how do you think Bo feels? Right? So, anyways, point four, as we get back on track, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders suspended American quarterback Jake Dolagala for one game Monday after he was arrested and charged with impaired driving. The six foot seven, 242 pound Dolagala is in his first season with Saskatchewan. He has appeared in two games. He started Sask's 31 21 home loss to Toronto on July 24th. So, I've seen the back and forth. People defending him, people admonishing him and torching him. What have I said? If Charles Manson wore green and white, there would be Ryder fans defending Charles Manson. Like that, it doesn't surprise me. People would stick up for him. Now, if I was in that position, and thank God I never was. I never got a driving while impaired. <laughs> I thought a lizard was attacking me. It's just my earphone cord uh, <clears throat> on my ankle. Oh, no. That's just the grace of God. Because I deserve one. So I'm not going to come down on Jake Dolagala for that. Having said that, it's very serious. That's a life-changing, life-altering mess that he finds himself in. And it is a mess for him. But for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the guy wasn't even on the roster anyways. He gets suspended one game. Fun to talk about, but um, on to Winnipeg. Basically, if you're the Rough Riders, what do you think? Yeah, and you know, I'll give the Rough Riders credit here, Rod. Because we heard this news from the team, right? At least I did. And, and it's refreshing when a team can get out in front of this and actually do the right thing and, and get the news out quickly. So perhaps they're learning from, from past mistakes. You know, if you try and hide things and cover them up and, you know, pretend they didn't happen, it's going to catch up with you. So at least they got out in front of it and, and released it themselves. But but at the in the grand scheme of things, it's going to blow over. I mean, it, it's a it's a horrible thing to do. You're just happy that he got caught and nobody was hurt and there was nothing else other than you know the legal mess that he's in and the suspension he's going to serve to the team. And you hope he learns his lesson and doesn't do it again. God knows they've had enough practice at handling disasters. What happened? Oh. He sounded fine. They said the video froze of Moose. Well, we could still hear him. But thank you guys for being on top of that. Um, I'll pause for one second. Um, From South Florida viewers yesterday that are CFL fans, they were texting me after the show yesterday saying they didn't necessarily disagree with my stance on the Grey Cup halftime host. 
They agree with the concept or the idea that it needs to be a huge name and it needs to be all across the news. And uh, I'm very respectfully repeating what they said. Uh, They said when Rihanna was announced on Sunday as the halftime act for the Super Bowl, it was on all the major news outlets. Forget about just the sports networks. It was on the news outlets. Okay. Again, I feel the Canadian, the Grey Cup needs to have a Canadian halftime act. It's a hill that I was at one time willing to die on, but I don't really care anymore. I don't. I don't have the fight left in me. Do whatever the hell you want to do. But I think the fact that, was it the last Super Bowl? Had a Canadian act perform the weekend is the ultimate, ultimate irony to me. (laughs) We can't have a Canadian act because we need to be big time. Well, the NFL had the weekend. He's from Toronto. Don't! Moving on, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers can secure a home CFL playoff game this weekend. Winnipeg can clinch a playoff contest at IG Field with a home win Friday night over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The Bombers would also earn a home postseason game if the Calgary Stampeders lose at McMahon Stadium on Saturday to the Argos. Stick with me on this. This is nobody's fault. This is just the usual year-end mathematics and permutations and combinations that have to do with the CFL playoff race. Happens every year. Should Saskatchewan lose this week and Calgary win this week, the Rough Riders would only be able to qualify for the CFL playoffs via crossover. And I'll get to this week's games in a second, just so you know. Should the Riders win? And again, they're playing Winnipeg. And Edmonton loses at home Saturday night to the Alouettes. The Elks will be eliminated from playoff contention. So that would clinch for Saskatchewan. The Elks will be eliminated. Yeah, they have lost a CFL record tying 14 straight home games. What's up with Moose, guys? Is he coming back? Is he not coming back? Yeah. Okay. And these guys were worried about me. He's sitting there in the sweatpants capital having internet issues, and I'm sitting here in South Florida where y'all thought I was going to float away. Smiling like a butcher's dog. I did want to put this to Moose, but I'll put it to the viewers. That's the beautiful thing about what we do here every day, the most interactive show on the planet. Cody Fajardo, at some point, the Saskatchewan quarterback, came out and said this. Was it after the practice yesterday, or was it after the last game? because they they're coming off a bye week. He said, I know this. If we make the playoffs, there will be teams that will be afraid of us or don't want to play us or something to that ilk. Would you be scared of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders right now if you were another CFL team? I'll get to the fan and viewer comments in a moment. From Nelson Hakowicz, our VP of Sim Events, he said, how much of a punishment is it to suspend a guy who is your third quarterback who is going to be a healthy scratch anyway? What I would say to that, and God knows it's, my job doesn't def- depend on defending the Rough Riders anymore, but what else are they supposed to do? I guess release him. You could do that, but they don't want to. I think they think very highly of the guy. People have... DUIs all the time. 
So it's a learning moment. Should he lose his job for getting a DUI? Is it necessary to drive to be a quarterback of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? I don't think so. So unless you're a trucker or a cab driver or an Uber Eats driver, why should that affect his job? Just my take. Man, have we covered a lot of ground. Um, And I wanted this. Has Barney logged in yet? Okay. Okay, Matthew Barnaby is coming up next segment. I'm a huge fan of his, and I always have been. But my, I'll come back on the CFL thing. You tell me which teams in the CFL should be afraid of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Anybody, you should be afraid of the Ottawa Red Blacks right now. You should be afraid of the Edmonton Elks. Look what happened to Sask. So, yeah, teams are going to be afraid of them, but they, it's, they're the wounded bear right now. They're unpredictable, obviously. That would be the only reason that you should be afraid of them. They've lost seven of their last nine games. They're the worst team in the CFL statistically since week 14. Why would you be afraid of them? This is the question I have. Junior hockey coverage, point six. The viewers have said, you talk all the NFL you want and all the college football you want, but you better not stop talking junior hockey. Don't worry, I won't. And also, I'll talk about what I want to talk about. Let's bring the moose in. We have a couple minutes here. The question is, who will rep their leagues at the Memorial Cup? And incidentally, there's no Western Hockey League games tonight. None. They'll get going Wednesday. But I'm hearing from the Seattle guys. they got a lot of friends that are with the Thunderbirds. A few friends in Kamloops, they're hosting. But consider this. If Kamloops wins the West and they're hosting the Memorial Cup, the Eastern Conference rep goes to the Memor. Yeah. Is that maybe why the Pats don't want to trade Connor Bedard? And can we hear from the Eastern Canadian viewers, please? Who's coming out of the Q? Who's coming out of the O? Quite frankly, I have no idea who's coming out of those other leagues. But do you? Are, are you following it at all? Yeah, I know the Quebec Rempart is supposed to be really good this year out of the Q. So I think they were ranked fairly high in the CHL top 10. Um I think the team in Guelph is supposed to be really good too. So there's some good teams coming out of the East and, and the Eastern part of Canada. And it'll be interesting to see what happens in the Western Hockey League because you're right. Like if the Regina Pats all of a sudden start playing well and add some pieces, they might want to take a little bit of a, a run at it. That's the one thing, you know, Seattle's good. Obviously Kamloops is good, but only one of those teams, right, is likely going to make it unless unless for some reason Kamloops doesn't make it into the you know Western Hockey League championship. So it's going to be fun to watch for sure. Guys, you tell me the second Barney logs in. The Quebec the Quebec Rempart are his old team. So yeah. I want to know what Patrick Roy, which Roy, by the way, is French for king, because I think he is the king. What is he doing right over there? And should we expect the Quebec Rempart Quebec Rampart to be in the member. And who's coming out of the O? Here. Uh, Winnipeg's just, number one. Quebec's number two. Seattle's number three in your CHL top. Oh, there you go. Yeehaw. How about that? And Guelph Yeehaw. is four. Okay. So we got a lot to get to with Matthew Barnaby next. Big news from the Calgary Stampeders today. Big news with the Rebels today. Moose, I'll see you in hour two, okay? Later. By the way, TSN Ottawa's Claire Hanna coming up, too, from the nation's capital to preview uh, Sins and Red Blacks. But Matthew Barnaby joins us next. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, 
And now on your home of Southern Sports and Talk, 99.1 FM WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP show continues from beautiful South Florida, and I have so much to get to with our next guest. We're going to jump right into it. Matthew Barnaby played 834 NHL games with Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Tampa, the Rangers, Colorado, and Dallas. He's an Ottawa guy. He's, I believe, in Ottawa now. We got a lot to get to with him, Marty. Let's bring him on. And uh, if I can, I, I got a lot to start. Got a lot to get to. I'm all excited, Bernie. My question number one to <laughs> RP, you is. How are you? First of what? all, very impe- impressed with Rua. I, I like the French coming out of you. Well, I came out of high school bilingual, and now I only get it. I know enough to get around the strip clubs in Montreal. That's all. I, you, if you don't oh, use right, it, right. you lose it. But I know enough. But are you not? I thought you played with the rum part, but it says Bullport Harfang. Did that used to be? Did they move? Uh, yeah, I, I played with Bullport. We were actually an expansion team when I went there in the late 80s. And when I left a few years later, they actually folded and became, again, the Quebec Ramparts, which now play uh, at the Videotron Center. So we had a small little arena, 2,300 fans. It was absolutely insane. But they're a little better off where they're playing now in front of about 15,000 fans. <laughs> no kidding. So let me revisit the junior thing in a moment, if you don't mind. My question to you is, who is the best team in the NHL as we get ready to open the new regular season? I'm not convinced it's the Colorado Avalanche right now. Listen, I'm going to go with Colorado just because they're defending champs. And we saw with what Tampa Bay did three years in a row, uh, going and winning twice and going to a third. So I'm going to stay with Colorado. But, you know, there's a lot of great teams out there. And you look at you know, teams that have added, and I can go to Cal- to, to the Florida Panthers, where you are in, in South Florida, uh, the additions that they've made. If they can get goaltending, there's no reason they can't make a run. I think Tampa, we're going to start to see uh, go the other way. I think we're going to see Florida uh, hopefully have more than just a great regular season. But I like Florida. Uh, there's a lot of great teams uh, in this league. But for me, Colorado, defending Stanley Cup champions, and uh, they have a lot of those same guys back. You just take away a guy like Nazem Kadri that had such a great playoff run for them. He's not there anymore. Uh, that's going to be a big loss for them. I've said Calgary. It's fun to talk about. Their two best players are gone. Turns out they didn't want to be there. So you've replaced them with two guys that do. And you got an upgrade in Mackenzie Weger. So I think it's the Calgary Flames. I know that's not a popular thing, but that's just me saying that. By the way. Did I see you've rented accommodations down here in Florida for two months this winter, Barney? Are we going to get together and go to some games or what? I'd love to, love to. Yes, my son's playing with the Orlando Solar Bears, who's actually going to be coached by Mac Partner, a former NHLer, played some time, tough guy in Ottawa. So, yeah, I'm excited. We'll be down there for a while. Got a lot of things going on uh, up in Canada and, uh, and, and Western New York and New York State in general and throughout Quebec, as we talk about junior. Uh, but yes, in the, in the new year, I will be in Florida lots. Okay. Outstanding. Well, we talked about retiring in Arizona and going to games there. <laughs> I like this more. I like this more. So you've been to all these it's a lot places cheaper now as well. <laughs> yes, it is. 
And hey, don't tell any, don't tell anybody. That's why everybody's moving sure. here. Uh, <laughs> that's all good. The other thing is the Sabres, man. What's going on? Like they've had their ups and downs. I don't need to tell you. Are they going to take a jump yeah, this year? It's been, it's, it's been over a decade. I like where the organization's finally going. I like a lot of the moves that Kevin Adams ha- has done in his little short tenure, and he just got an extension uh, to go forward. So, you know, they have a lot of, like like any team that's missed the playoffs for 11 years in a row, and especially in the last five, you're going to have a great prospect pool. You're always drafting in the top five or six in, in, in the draft. So, yes, their prospect pool is great. Can they take that next step? Can Tage Thompson be that guy? They just signed him to a $50 million deal. So, you know, I expect a lot out of them, a lot more out of them, a lot more consistency. And they took a step forward last year. This was a much, much better team than the last three years even that we've seen. Look for Owen Power to make a difference. Look for uh, Darlene to take that step forward and be even more of a leader. But, you know, this is still a young team. Are they a playoff team? No. But will they challenge a little bit more on a nightly basis? Absolutely. They are taking steps in the right direction. And it's nice to see because obviously playing seven years there and living there for a quarter century, I like to see Buffalo (laughs) do well. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, What was it last year? All eight teams in the Eastern Conference were 100 points or more. First time ever. Like, does one of them step back this year? Do we see a new team in the playoffs? I mean, that's that's saying something, man. Yeah, everyone always says, and you always try to go from the bottom to, you know, challenging for a playoff spot. Teams that are just out of a playoff spot, taking that jump into the playoffs. And you can look at Buffalo. You can look at Montreal, how bad a year they had in the additions you know, through the draft, that, that makes them a little bit better. But you're still a young team. If I had one team in the Eastern Conference, and I'm very close to this situation, I actually got to play golf with Pierre Dorian the other day, so spent five and a half hours on the golf course. Very good golfer, by the way. Very surprising. Didn't think he'd be athletic uh, whatsoever, but uh, he was very good. And just seeing the camaraderie between Pierre, DJ Smith, the Stutzlas, the Norrises, the Kachucks. Um, I'm very intrigued to see what this team does this year because they took a step forward last year, but this is a better hockey team. And I like the addition of a Claude Giroux just in that dressing room, uh, that back end. You add a guy like Sanderson to the back end. Yes, he's young, but he can skate. Uh, I think this team will really challenge uh, for a playoff spot. Do they make it? Not sure. I think they're right on the... The precipice of making it. But this team, I believe, wins the Stanley Cup before the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's how good I think they're built for the future. Goaltending is the one thing we'll have to wait and see with a team uh, like Ottawa. Hot take. Isn't that interesting? Well, I'm all for it. I'm all for the Canadian teams, as are you. So I said, I think you saw us talking earlier in the break, what teams will be going to the Memorial Cup out of Eastern Canada? You're in Ottawa. So do you have a, a guess? Like Who's strong in the O and the Q? You know what? I, I haven't paid attention much to the queue, and it's still a little early. I've talked to my buddy Jay McKee, who had an absolute powerhouse in Hamilton, who was uh, very close to, to winning the M Cup last year. Obviously, you know, when you go to the M Cup, for those people out there, uh, you aren't strong for the next couple of years. So they're hoping to get some guys back, but they won't have the same uh, powerhouse that they did last year with the likes of Mason McTavish going on to the NHL yeah. and losing probably seven or eight of those players. Ottawa still. I wouldn't say in a rebuild. They were very young last year. Will be better this year. And their year probably be for a year like next year uh, with Cameron 
getting a year more experience. So we're going to have to watch and see how it plays out. Kitchener will be better. Sue will be better. And we'll have to wait and see how the first couple months go and who believe they truly are contenders and who trade for the big guns. Because we know, you know, three to four teams believe that they have a chance uh, come January, come February. And that's where those teams start to, to load up. But before the break, we had talked about the Ramparts in Quebec. They're supposed to have a really good hockey team this year, off to a 2-2 two and two start. Uh, but look for them to make some noise uh, in that division. Dang, this goes by so fast. We got 30 seconds. Tell us what's new with you. Uh, just this, a book coming out in November, uh, something that took about a year to, to do. Very proud of it. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And then Bet99, that's my, my daily thing. Love to bet, love NFL. And now we have NHL coming back. It's the best eight months of the year coming up. And of course, listening to you in South Florida every day, buddy. <laughs> Sounds good, Barney. Thank you. My best to your lovely gal. They grow the best ones in Saskatchewan, as you know. Keep in touch. Cheers. Sam Scat. Cam Sack. That's it. <laughs> Cam Sack. Exactly. The home of Darcy Hordachuk. All right. We'll be back. We'll be back with a viewer takeover and a sports update right after this. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and your home of Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Landmark Cinema's extra members get your movie tickets for just half the points from September 16th to 29th. It's an offer you can't refuse. Any movie, anytime. Redeem just half the points every time. Any way you add it up. Or is that divided? It's movie time. Not a Landmark Extras member? Join for free now at LandmarkCinemas.com and movie more for less. Landmark Cinemas, where movie lovers get their extras. It's what we call viewer takeover. We're going to open with that, and I'm going to get to a sports update here, too. But this is exactly what I want. This warms my heart. We talk hockey with Barney. We got a viewer here from Heidelberg, Ontario, watching on Game Plus TV. Chris writes in from Heidelberg, Ontario. He says, I saw Kitchener, Mississauga play on Sunday. Players missing from both teams for NHL camps, but the Steelheads could be dangerous. Luke Misa, he's an 05, looked really good at center. And Ryerson Leanders, an 06 rookie goalie trying to make the team played amazing, in my limited opinion. Thank you for this scouting report from Heidelberg, Ontario. Dan McCabe from the Queen City says, Morning, guys. What happened to Braves pitcher Mike Sorotka, Calgary product? I know he had a good rookie year. Torres Achilles in his second year. Retoured in rehab. I heard he was pitching in the minors a few weeks ago. Thought he would be up pitching for the Braves by now. Uh, well, I know he's not. Where he is, I don't know. We can only focus. Oh, Clark says he's got hurt again. Thank you, Clark. Now to the sports update. A duo from Manitoba pushed their stock up the board over the weekend, helping the Bisons shine on both the offensive and defensive sides of the field. I'm talking Canadian University football. Running back Braden Stubbs and linebacker Dolan Hills have been named the offensive and defensive players of the week. Respectfully, in Canada West, Saskatchewan's David Soley takes home the special teams player of the week for the second straight time. 
after another stellar performance for the Huskies. The Western Hockey League announced that Portland Winterhawks forward Gabe Klassen has been named WHL Player of the Week. The 19-year-old veteran from PA, can't spell party without PA, recorded six goals in two outings this past weekend as the Winterhawks claimed back-to-back road victories over the Kamloops Blazers and Kelowna Rockets. Meanwhile, goalie Austin Elliott of the Saskatoon Blades has been named WHL Goalie of the Week. The 18-year-old went 1-0 with a 0.92 goals against average and a 9.60 save percentage as the Blades secured two wins over the rival Prince Albert Raiders. Monday night's opener in the New York Yankees Blue Jays three-game series in Toronto had a playoff vibe to it with the Aaron Judge home run history bid adding to the excitement. The Jays won 3-2 in 10 innings to snap the Yankees' seven-game win streak, but it'll be a case of rinse and repeat tonight. Jose Barrio starts for the Jays, who will again try to prevent Aaron Judge from hitting home run number 61. The Edmonton Oilers came up empty in Seattle Monday night, losing an NHL preseason game to the Kraken 3-0. Matty Beneers, Ryan Donato, and Morgan Geeky scored for the host Kraken. Martin Jones and Joey Decord shared the shutout. Meanwhile, in Montreal, Graham Clark's goal at 14.03 of the third stood as the winner as the New Jersey Devils slipped past the Canadje. 2-1. The BC Lions, who last minute of play in hour one, last minute. The BC Lions, who struggled in Saturday's 25-11 loss to the Calgary Stampeders, have lost one of their biggest offensive weapons. The CFL team confirmed Monday that veteran receiver Brian Burnham suffered a fractured wrist in Saturday's setback and will be placed on the six-game injured list. The Lions are hopeful that the Tulsa product will return in time for the playoffs. This sports update for Edo Japan. From hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce, Edo Japan's menu has something for everyone. Next hour, Claire Hanna from uh, TSN Ottawa to talk some Red Blacks, some Senators, after they've all been buttered up by Barney. And um, we'll get to some viewer comments here. The Moose will rejoin us. Stick around, everybody. It's the RP Show on your favorite broadcast platform. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.